Today is Tuesday, April 21st. I'm Olivia Fournier, and this is The Crown. These are the highlights. Here's your daily coronavirus update. Singapore is facing a second wave of the coronavirus. Over the course of a few days, the country's cases more than doubled, bringing its total to around 8,000. This Ohio prison isn't doing much better. There, at least 1,828 inmates have tested positive, making it the nation's largest reported source of coronavirus infections. You heard that right. In New York, the city's canceling all non-essential events through June, including Pride and Puerto Rican Day. And over in Colombia, the nationwide lockdown was extended to at least May 11th. Parts of Europe can't relate. Case in point, Austria is beginning to reopen the country, starting with small retailers and DIY and gardening supply stores. So is Germany, where the government's letting businesses of 800 square meters and under to open back up. And in Switzerland, the government's planning to start easing lockdown restrictions on April 27th. Some U.S. states want to join the club and cut back on restrictions too. Think Georgia, Tennessee, and South Carolina. Governors in those three states have announced plans to start reopening. Cue lots and lots of controversy. Speaking of which, President Trump just declared he'll be temporarily halting immigration into the U.S., No word yet on how that would work. So, the whole world's looking to the future of this pandemic. Here's your action in politics. Last year, Israel headed to the polls and handed the win to current Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. His opponent was Benny Gantz. Problem, since his political party didn't snag the majority, meaning it was up to Netanyahu to get a group of parties together in a coalition, which he wasn't able to do. Intro election number two. Except after multiple attempts, neither candidate was able to form a majority government. So a couple months ago, Israel had its third election in 11 months, and yet again, the result was not at all that certain. Now it looks like Netanyahu and Gantz are shaking on a deal that would let Netanyahu stick around as prime minister until October 2021, before handing things off to Gantz. Here's your action in the USA. Yesterday, U.S. oil prices dropped into negative territory for the first time in history. Quick refresher. Ever since the coronavirus pandemic, oil prices have been on the decline. Hint, lower demand equals lower prices. But lately, the demand's been so low that oil producers haven't had enough space to store all their oil, leading them to essentially pay buyers to take it off their hands. Not good. In other news, the U.S. Treasury Department's reportedly taken a magnifying glass to whether it can block banks from garnishing stimulus checks, aka keep the money from bank accounts with negative balances. Here's the action in the world. All eyes are on Kim Jong-un. Lately, there have been reports that the North Korean leader is in grave danger after undergoing a cardiovascular surgery. Nothing is totally confirmed, but there's been speculation about Kim Jong-un's health and well-being ever since he missed his grandfather's birthday celebration on April 15th. Stay tuned. Meanwhile, Virgin Australia, as in Richard Branson's airline business, just collapsed into voluntary administration. That's when business leaders appoint insolvency practitioners, people who act on behalf of a company facing financial problems, to act as administrators. In response, Richard Branson said, this is not the end of the business. What to know? Six million. That's how many people tuned in to watch ESPN's The Last Dance. A new record, by the way. Television slam dunk. Say what? Neighbors' iconic Australian soap opera resumes production. An actual headline. Wasn't there an SNL sketch warning us about this? I'm Olivia Fournier, and that was your Daily Cram. To learn more about The Cram, check out thecram.com or follow us on Instagram at The Cram. Make sure to leave us a review and subscribe to the podcast. Thanks for listening.